Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Okay, welcome to the Grey Cricketers Special Series, Life Outside Cricket, where we catch up with Australian cricketers and try to get under the hood of their life and careers beyond cricket. Uh, who knew cricketers had lives outside the game uh, and possessed knowledge and interest in matters beyond wickets and runs? I certainly didn't. Uh, we're doing this in conjunction with the Australian Cricketers Association in promotion of Careers Week. Uh, and of all the people we're speaking to during this week, uh, my personal view is today's guest tops the lot uh, when it comes to... Uh, the jaw-dropping balance she manages to strike between playing professional cricket and maintaining a professional career. Um, before we start, you'll notice Higos isn't here. I basically didn't permit him to be part of this conversation because I uh, wanted it all to myself. Also, he's unwell. Uh, so let's meet her. Uh, today we're talking to Georgia Redmayne, uh, who has been on the state – so cricketing-wise has been on the state scene for seven years now. He's played for New South Wales, Tassie, Queensland – as well as the Hurricanes, the Scorchers and the Heat. I'll probably miss some there, not to mention Australia, appearances for Australia A as well. Uh, in women's list A cricket, she averages 53 with the bat, six tons and eight fifties to her name in T20. She averages 24 with eight fifties. Uh, she's not content with that though. She balances that with keeping too. Balance is a theme of today uh, with 76 catches and 44 stumpings across both formats. Uh, in 2017-18, she was awarded Cricket Australia's Betty Wilson Young Cricketer of the Year. Uh, and you will struggle to believe how she's achieved all of this while doing the job that she does. Uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Georgia Redmayne to the show. Hey, Georgia. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. No worries. Um, so for the benefit of the listeners, I'll, just, I'll ask you rather than say it myself, what, what is your career outside cricket? Yeah, so I'm uh, three years postgraduate now and I'm a junior doctor. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind, shall I address you as Dr. Redmayne for the remainder of this interview? Um, you don't need to, but you could have done it at the start in the intro, but um, you don't need to continue doing <laughs> well, that. Well, that's, that's where my mind immediately went because it's a sick mind. Uh, the, the most important question to answer from the top, this is the one that you know listeners will be screaming into their earphones, is you know, do, do you insist on your teammates addressing you as Dr. Redmayne as and when it suits you? Uh, no, no. I think sometimes they try to or like at formal events. Like I, we had our Queensland formal awards and like the – table list had it Dr. George Redman. I'm like, that is definitely not something that needs to be there. So, um, but no, generally not. I think, um, you know, it comes up every now and then um, as a bit of a joke. Um, but yeah, no, not, not on the everyday level. I try to keep the, the doctor stuff separate from the cricket stuff. 
It, it is. It's extraordinary um, that you do manage to do this. And uh, just on a personal level, and I just said this to you off air. So my wife's a pediatrician. Um, so I've sort of seen the insane commitment that doctors demonstrate every day, all the way through from when you commence studying to uh, into your career, uh, which you're into. So I, I just asked her, what what would she ask if she had could ask you one question? And it's it is just a really straightforward one. And I know you've answered it many, many times before in other interviews, uh, but h- how how do you do it? <laughs> how do you balance being a literal doctor, a physician with elite sport? Yeah, I think there could be a very long answer there, yes. um, <laughs> very complicated one um, because, yeah, it's not always easy. But, yeah, the short answer is probably just um, time management time really management. Um, and a bit of luck. Um, but. Yeah, I think um, at the moment you're probably, yeah, probably surprised you know I probably have a bit more free time, which is probably the first time in about six years since I started doing my uni degree. So, um, yeah, yeah, I've been pretty lucky. And, yeah, for, for the two years after when I started working, I was at um, the Tweed Hospital and I was kind of doing half the year full-time work, half the year kind of part-time and then would take, you know, 10 weeks off to go play in the Big Bash and, um, yeah, pretty lucky that the hospital were okay with that. Sometimes that shocks me. I think sometimes I, I look back and wonder how I got through uni or how I, um, you know, managed to work and play. But I've had, I guess, a lot of um, really supportive people around me. And I think sometimes it, it's quite funny how powerful the whole cricket thing is sometimes. You'd say like, oh, um, yeah, I'm not going to be around for the first three weeks of uni and you see like the horrified expression and they're like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm playing the big bash and they're like, oh, that's so cool. So, um, yeah, you kind of get away with it when you have, I guess, a lot of uh, tutors and, and lecturers who are big cricket fans, so that helps. There's so many questions. Like, I want to come back to that and later around attitudes from different people, different stakeholders across different uh, those bo- both of those pursuits about the other one, but um, I'll just keep it silly for now. Like, so, so from a grade cricket perspective, there's a, you know, and you would know this, you know, there's a certain status afforded to players who turn up to training in a suit, you know, it's six o'clock, everyone's there playing and then someone rocks up in a suit. It's like, oh, they've got a job. Uh, and, you know, they may have bought that suit at Lowe's 30 minutes before just for the status. They don't have a job at all, but that's what they do. And it, it inserts you a little bit higher up the pyramid. So I guess what I'm asking is what happens when you um, turn up to training in scrubs? Yeah, scrubs and the stethoscope. Yeah. I um I haven't tried it uh, quite yet, um, but I think at our at our Queensland fire trainings, at least they're probably more used to um, Laura Kimmins turning up in scrubs because she's an ED nurse. So I'm not right. sure I'd get quite the the same effect because it's you know been there, done that before. So um, <laughs> I think like I think one time I had to turn up and do a photo or something in scrubs and a stethoscope, and mm. I popped a bit then, but. Um, yeah, and I haven't I haven't tried it at the club trainings probably because I find it hard to get there because I'm either working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just as, go for the avoid club training trick anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. What's club training? <laughs> that was the, that was the trick answer. Uh, Gideon Haig interviewed you in 2017, Georgia, and he put it this way: he said some players hope to develop a life outside cricket. Georgia Redman is developing cricket outside her life. Would would that be a fair assessment of your approach to it, or is it an ever evolving thing? Yeah, I think it is quite an ever-evolving thing. I think um, I think at that point when I was interviewed by Gideon, I was I think my fifth year of uni, so second last year, and um, had just had my first year um, playing cricket. So I was very new to the the whole kind of state and big bash scene. And um, before then, I never even dreamed of being a professional cricketer. I just it was just like a hobby that I did. Played club cricket 
um, mostly in Sydney on the side whilst I was studying at UNSW and um, kind of had a bit of an easier uni year doing research, played down in Tassie, had a good full season there. And then, yeah, and then I'm suddenly like, oh, I actually really enjoyed this. And, you know, there now is a possible career path in the cricket, which, you know, when I was at school or first couple of years uni, women's cricket was not professional at all. So, mm. yeah, I feel like um, as it's gone on, I guess it's been a bit more fluid in that. I guess cricket's been a bit more demanding and, um, you know, becoming more and more professional. So I've been able to, I guess, balance it out, probably meet in the middle a little bit more and try to do enough, um, I guess, on the medicine side of things that, you know, I passed my exams and got the degree and um, got my internship and things. And now I'm just kind of in the period where I, now that I'm registered and I guess more set up, I can take my time a bit more with the with the career side of things and can put a bit more time into the cricket. So, yeah, I'm pretty lucky at the moment that I've kind of done those hard yards so I can take a little bit more time off now and, and spend a bit more time in the cricket and, and try to get better at my game and um, can go back and try to specialise when, when I feel like it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like... I'm sure a lot of people could empathize with the idea of like being at school and everyone's like, what do you want to be when you grow up, you know, and you're sort of meant to reply with one thing uh, or even what's your dream. And I'm really curious about where that is for you because especially sort of knowing my wife as I do and knowing a few other doctors and the sort of attitude it takes to um, to make it as a doctor and then and then to do so as an elite sports person as well, I, I think both pursuits attract certain types of personalities that are very focused, uh, obviously very efficient around their time management. And I can I can only guess, I, I suppose I'd like to ask what sort of attitude it's taken from you to actually um, kind of demand to do both as into, because you would have people around you who would say, no, you, you'd have to do one to get the best out of yourself because they perhaps can't understand the idea of juggling both like what what's are, are you at home at the end of the day saying no no, I can do both I um I can do what other people don't think I can do I know that's a clumsy way of asking but I, I'm just curious about your attitude the sort of personality that takes yeah I think um yeah obviously I guess by the time I was finishing up at uni and about to start work it probably came to a bit of a head um where I was at with my cricket and um, had quite a few difficult conversations with with people, like you were saying, saying, no, you can't work if you want to continue playing cricket. And, um, yeah, like you, you you can't try to do both because then you'll end up doing a bad job of both. Mm. So I'm kind of that stubborn person who was like, no, I've, all my life I've been playing cricket or sport or, and going through school, uni, um, and I kind of knew what I had to do, I guess, from a medicine point of view, um, whereas I think maybe some people in the cricket circles didn't really understand quite how that worked. And um, I think just just being able to talk to the people in the hospital as well and try to, trying to arrange that part-time and time off and try to come up with solutions for them rather than just saying, hey, I'm playing cricket, I'm going, um, kind of planning the year out and, and probably doing the hard work for them in that sense in terms of a like administration type thing. So... Um, yeah, I think, yeah, and some people in, in medicine as well at uni, they're like, wait, what do you mean you're playing cricket? Um, when, when are you going to specialise or, or do this or do that? But um, in saying that, there's there's probably so many more people who've been way more supportive and um, have really helped me through and, um, you know, like really helped me with, you know, catching up on tutorials or lectures or or just, yeah, being able to help the, the timetable at work and, to, to allow me to just go away for, for you know, 
10 weeks in a big bash bubble in Sydney. Mm. Um, I've been pretty lucky from that perspective. And yeah, I feel just where I'm set up at the moment with Queensland cricket, they're, they're so supportive and I'm kind of, yeah, I'm heading off. I'm doing more casual stuff now this year, now that I've kind of got through, I guess, the first couple of years um, working in the hospital. So just, you know, going off for four weeks to, to work on a, a casual job kind of during the pre-season, they've been really supportive and encouraged me to do what I can. Yeah, I, I suppose that's a... Uh... Like I suppose the first thought that some people might have is that if George is busy um, as a physician or doing the ward rounds and she can only come to training to take a couple of catches as the uh, the light's fading and she hasn't able to ha- ha- not able to have a net, they might think, oh, well, her cricket is compromised. But I just wonder if paradoxically uh, it, there are advantages to your cricket of actually having a life or a, a proper intellectual pursuit outside the game. I mean, have, have you found that? Do you think it can be beneficial to people to actually be able to bring other experiences into their elite sports environment? Yeah, I think it. it I, I think it's something we probably see more in the women's game than the men's, obviously, just because of their levels of professionalism at the moment. But um, it just really enables, you know, we've got teachers, nurses, physios, everything really. Um, enables just that bit more of a well-rounded, um, I guess, lifestyle and, kind of gives you a little bit of perspective that, you know, cricket's not everything and, you know, if you go out and club cricket and get a duck on, on Saturday or Sunday, it's, it's not the end of the world when you go back to work and, you know, you've had five patients die over the weekend at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's it's it does give that bit of perspective and I, I really like, um, yeah, like as you were saying, kind of like, oh, maybe not training if she's working all day and then, I, you know, I just have to go do my own kind of gym or running or, or skills kind of um, more, I guess, um, independently um, mm. at times. But I think it provides me a bit of balance and, you know, helps me get out of a bit of the pre-season fitness stuff if I'm not there too. So that's <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> You know, there's that famous line with Keith Miller about what pressure really is, and a you know, Messerschmitt up your up your ass kind of thing. And uh, um, I'd imagine that's the same if you're going out to bat. You know, you just gave that example the other day. Uh, sorry, yeah, that example of what it's like. You know, being on the patient rounds. Like, uh, d- do you find you're a lot more relaxed going out to bat if uh, you know there's some real life stuff happening at work? Yeah, and probably mm. both ways too. Like sometimes mm. if I'm at work and I'm feeling yeah. a bit stressed, I'm like, well, at least I'm not facing the opening quick or something. <laughs> or yeah, if, um, yeah, like at the game, like, yeah, it provides that perspective. I don't have, you know, the scary consultants staring down my throat, checking I've done everything right mm-hmm. and, and grilling me on medical questions. So, um, yeah, I think both ways it provides a bit of perspective and also I guess keeps, I guess, my life a bit fresh when I can just flick from one, I guess, life to the other one. So um, it doesn't get too stale. And yeah, I'm kind of, while both can be quite stressful, it's being able to change between two gives me a little bit of relief. Oh yeah. It must be so much stress between both in their own ways. Uh, So I I played soccer with a doctor as well about a decade ago. And he once, uh, like he was a defender and he once accidentally knocked out a player attempting to win a header and then immediately commenced treating him. Um, while he was on the ground, like like there's there's famously a lot of time for chat in cricket. So how often do teammates inappropriately turn to you for medical advice? Uh, and then how much time do you spend taking patient histories with them while you or they wait to bat? <laughs> well, um, my kind of best solution to that is just make sure I'm batting the whole time, so I don't have to be on the side. 
and have to talk medical, ask someone to look at their rash or something, you know. Um, it happens, but, doesn't it? Like, my wife gets it all the time. She'll get like a DM yeah. from someone she hasn't spoken to or she'll get them from my mates and then she's not able to tell me that that's actually happened but they're, they're mm-hmm. expecting a diagnosis for something that she has no background on as well. So do you, yeah, do you, you get that as well? Yeah, and you don't have any visual on it as well. Like yeah. I think I've had a few um, teammates already, we're in off-season at the moment, but one's asked me about their kind of cough and cold symptoms and like what they should be doing on holiday and, and others asked me about an ear infection. So I'm still getting it even though I'm not even, um, you know, training with yeah. the girls at the moment. So I'm still, I guess, the on-call doctor in a way or, or asking me how to get scripts and I'm like, well, I'm not at a hospital at the moment so I can't. I don't just own a script pad I can write you something. You have yeah. to go see yeah. an actual working doctor. So, um yeah, it's, it's funny when people kind of come to you and expect because you have a medical degree, you're now like the fountain fountain of wisdom and have all knowledge and yeah. know everything. And I'm like, no, I don't know everything. I'm literally only just kind of a few years out of uni and I'm not specialised yeah. in anything. I've got a very basic knowledge of a broad level of things but not too much specialised knowledge. So, yeah, some people just expect you to know absolutely everything medical related, which I find quite funny. I bet. Uh, and I suppose you don't have the same amount of people when you're at hospital uh, coming up to you asking you how you access the leg side uh, just with the way they hold, <laughs> hold the bat or anything. Yeah, actually, it's really funny. I think my first week um, working as an intern I think I had two or three, like we had like an orientation week. So I kind of got to spend like maybe two or three days with my consultant who was my boss, um, you know, like I'm the 50, 60-year-old guy who knows everything. And um, I don't think he spoke a single word to me those first couple of days. And then I had to take a few days off because I was playing in a round of WNCL. And I arrived back the next Monday and he's like, so you got runs on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So someone must have told him I was away playing. He's probably like, where is my intern? And someone must have told him I was away playing cricket. And um, suddenly he's, he's looked up my, my results on <laughs> cricket.com and um, said that I batted really well on the weekend. And I don't think he'd even introduced himself to me before right. that. So um, that kind of made the relationship nice going forward to, for my first term. So oh, that's nice. we'd always talk about cricket every Monday and ask how I went over the weekend. Yeah, that's right. Getting the gossip as well. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, so I, I know like uh, – resident doctors like regularly called over to observe a consultant or a registrar examine like on game day or at training like if a if a player has an injury or a teammate has an injury does does the sports doctor often bring you over to help you understand what's happening because I understand you you interested in sports medicine uh, and going down that path as well so do you do you get a bit of dual uh, career action happening at the same time um, not really, to mm. be honest. I feel like um, we haven't really had too many, um, I guess, serious incidents on the field um, and most of it's kind of just physio stuff. So I've kind of we, – we have like another physio in our team as well and, you know, as, as physio students. So there's usually a few people kind of in, I guess, the health, the health group in our team. I think um, before our WNCL final it was quite funny actually. We had this COVID scam. We all had to get swabbed the night before and I got a message um, – from the team physio being like, oh, can you do swabs? <laughs> yeah, I can do Amazing. swabs. So they thought that they'd have to get myself and, um, yeah, Laura Kimmons, who was the ED nurse, to, to swab the whole team. But luckily CA had some staff who could do it for oh. us because I thought that would have been funny having us go around swab our teammates. It would have been um, quite a, a funny experience, actually. I reckon I would have enjoyed it. But would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it's funny. Um, and so – uh, I, I, you, you mentioned this earlier, but like, oh, you know, if you want to specialise, you you know, you can't 
play cricket as much as you want? I mean, is is there sort of a, a path for you with your medicine that you want to go down? I've, I've noticed you mentioned sports medicine before. Is is that where you want to take your your career? Yeah, like I'm not entirely sure yet where I want to go. Um, I kind of figure that I don't really want to specialise whilst I'm still playing just because mm. I feel like it's hard enough balancing time at the moment as it is, let alone having to fit exams and everything else into that. So, um, yeah, I think sports medicine I obviously have an interest in, but I'm not sure whether that's just because I just love sports. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Or whether I, like I love sports. the medicine, yeah. but... Um, yeah, it, it certainly seems like it would be a good mix of, I guess, to my two kind of sport and like or cricket and, and medicine. So I feel like it would be a good fit, but I probably want a bit more, I guess, experience and exposure before I, I kind of make that decision. And I mostly just find things that I don't like at the moment. Yeah, fair <laughs> So things like, you, well, you know, when you start actually working, you see the proper training pathway. And it all sounds grand when you're at medical school, but once you actually get there and see the hours that some of the, the, the these um kind of training registrars work it's it's quite um you're like nope I don't want to go into their pathway I don't want to go into their pathway that looks hideous but um yeah it's it's certainly interesting and I'm I'm probably someone who enjoys more the lifestyle balance than say kind of the big high-end specialties I'd say fair enough uh I mean I'll I'll ask you this I don't know if this is something that will be relevant to you but how do you um where do you sort of place cricket's position in relation to medical issues at the moment so say concussion was on the radar last year in relation to Will Pukowski in the men's game uh do, do you think cricket has it right when it comes to their concussion protocols is it something you follow closely or is it lazy for me to ask you that merely because you're a doctor <laughs> yeah I think I think to be honest I think cricket Australia are really good um at that type of thing they've obviously they put in a lot of um, research projects as well, and I've actually been able to peek at a few of them, which is pretty cool, um, through John Orchard, who's the CA Chief Medical Officer. So, um, yeah, they're obviously putting in the, the research, and I think, you know, so much is still unknown about all the head knocks. And, um, yeah, for someone like Will Pekoski, he's had, you know, so many. I think kind of it's probably better to be cautious. And, um, yeah, I, th- I think the protocol that we have is, is pretty good. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's kind of hard to be perfect on these type of things. So it's probably good to be cautious and, you know, we're probably in a better situation than, you know, some of the football codes, I'd say. Well, I, I think you're just an amazing exemplar of uh, time management and determination and also stubbornness to be able to hold two things at the same time and do really well. It, you know, what is uh, in the immediate future for you in terms of both of the pursuits? Is it a case of just going as hard as you can at both and balancing them as well as you can or, or is one um, taking precedence over the other at the moment? What's your attitude towards that? Yeah, it's kind of it's a difficult one. I'm still trying to, I guess, the last couple of years I was – on a two-year contract and trying to work and it was probably a bit more of a half-half depending on what time of the year it was. Obviously, cricket kind of takes more focus in the summer and and medicine more kind of in that um, autumn, winter. So, yeah, I think at the moment I've, I'm not on a permanent role. I'm kind of taking more casual um, roles as I can. So that'll hopefully just free me up a bit more. Um, I've moved up to Brisbane, which I hadn't, I was working on the, the Gold Coast before. So I'll be able to be around the squad a bit more and, um, yeah, really kind of frees me up to, you know, try to give cricket a bit of a crack for the next year or two and see where I can get. Well, it's been an absolute honour, uh, Dr. Redman, uh, to have you on The Great Cricketer, not a sentence I'd imagine saying a few years ago. Um, all the best in both of your pursuits and congratulations on, uh, and on doing them both at the same time and to those who don't think that's possible, well, look at you. <laughs> <laughs>